Stories move hearts and hearts move impact. Slingshot Stories. 10 to 15 minute episodes built around what we believe to be really practical key areas of impact that are going to help you grow in your understanding of what impact is and how you can accomplish it. Everybody's on planet Earth for a reason. Find your sweet spot, get off the bench, and get in the game. Welcome to the next episode of Slingshot Stories. I'm your host, Ed Gellantine, and I'm super pumped to be joined today by Andy Nix and Skinny Jackson from My City Ride. Guys, welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So by way of introduction, this is the sequel to our last episode of Slingshot Stories about the benefits of private transportation. And we talked a lot about how research shows that having access to one form of private transportation, and I should clarify, not just uh, a car, but scooters like these guys do and motorcycles as well, will increase a person's annual income by $8,000. And adding another vehicle to the family increased it by an additional $6,000. And when you think about pathways out of poverty and sort of career pathways, I mean, that's, that's a pretty significant change. We can talk about stats and research all we want, but what we're really into impact for is the humans behind the numbers. And that's why these two guys are here to talk about the humanity behind it. So I'm going to shut up and tee it up first for you, Andy, uh, CEO of My City Rides for the past five or six years. Talk to us a little bit about how you've seen the benefits in an up-close and personal way of safe, affordable private transportation. Absolutely. Well, and, and first off, thank you so much for having us. We're delighted to be back and excited to be talking about one of our favorite topics, and that's helping people. Yep. Um, and specifically helping people with transportation, because, uh, you know, as you were kind enough to mention, been doing this for a few years and uh, have come to really, really believe with every fiber of my being that transportation impacts the way that people live their lives, every single aspect, where they can live, where they can learn, where they can work, where they can play, where they can grab or seize opportunity. So if you don't have effective transportation, if you are suffering from transportation insecurity, you don't know how you're going to get somewhere, there is, you're, you're really essentially hobbled, right? Yeah. You're very, very limited in, uh, in what you can do, just what, what you can reach by walking or public transportation. And what we've done over the last number of years is put 450 individual people on scooters, on individually owned wow. scooters uh, that they have 24-7 to get them where they need to go, wherever that might be, whether that's to school after their job or to their second job or back home for a family dinner or to help their kid with homework or goodness knows, maybe even go to a ball game yeah. uh, and to, to really uh, impact not only the, the sort of you know, blocking and tackling of getting to work and getting home from work, but all of the other things that make up a life. What we're doing is in some ways like throwing pebbles in a pond. Yeah. You know, we are, uh, we're putting a bet on somebody. We are investing in an individual, right, for this three-year program and, and helping to empower them with transportation to create a little bit of impact or a little ripple. And that just kind of keeps going and going and going and going um, into and touches every aspect of their, yeah. of their life and mm-hmm. those that live with them or that they care about and, and, and yeah. are nearby. And, you know, my, my, good, my good friend and colleague, Skinny, is able to tell you that firsthand for yeah. sure. Skinny, I'm, I've been looking forward to hearing a little bit of your story, but, but even more importantly, what you've seen helping people 
these years. But just uh, why don't you start off giving a little bit of your background, how you got into this, and then uh, share with us, if you don't mind, some of the some of the heart behind the motorcycles, behind the scooters. I got introduced to the program um, through working. I was working at Hershey during maintenance. After I got out of the military, my main focus was um, maintenance jobs. Uh-huh. Paid good money. Yeah. Um, so my aspect of joining the My City Rise program wasn't because of um, I was in a financial hardship. Yep. I had two vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, so scootering was really something new to me. I saw them at night, and that's what really brought it to my attention, that um, to see a scooter at night, it took the aspect of it being something for leisure. When I saw it at night, yeah. it let me know that this is something that someone could actually use as uh, reliable transportation. Yeah. And I think that everyone who comes through the program has their own expectation of what they would get from the program. Most people want to get um, a cheaper ride. I have people who however to have vehicles and just want to save on gas. Yeah, that would be people, my thing. <laughs> right. Some people who don't have transportation at all, and this is their first form of transportation. But out of all of the aspects of what people want to get out of it, you would never think, like you said, the mental aspect of what you can get out of it. There's not yeah. something that you could see as a precursor and think that it would be a reward. So there's a community aspect to it, which I find fascinating, especially in a town like Memphis that desperately needs that. You're exactly right. And community is an intentional part of the program. Folks that, that choose to jump on a scooter these days or here right now are early adopters and kind of a you know unique unique set of folks because honestly, the U.S. is culturally behind the rest of the sure. world with right. regard to two yep. wheels. 100%. Everywhere else is more advanced. My analogy is uh, U.S., but particularly Memphis, the idea of a multi-storied target, uh-huh. right? Exactly. Like there in Chicago, every other city, Memphians would be like, oh my goodness, Mind but you blown. go everywhere else in the world outside the U.S., and there's a zillion right. scooters out there from like 1943, right. mm-hmm. some of them appear to be. Right. So yeah, that it, we're, we're playing catch up there. Well, and, and that's part of what's, what is so great about this is that while we, we, we have tremendous opportunity... And that this is a means of transportation for a large swath of the community. And what we are seeing and what we have seen over the last several years is that while you have this this group of folks that select to to participate and get on a scooter, they create a community of people who would have not been rubbing shoulders and not been together before. And it gives them a sense of commonality and some common ground to come together on, whether it be for a ride or for other activities that we intentionally put together to get folks together, um, or if they're doing that on their own, they are developing relationships across what have traditionally been socioeconomic yeah. barriers. Uh-huh. And that is really, really valuable. Um, we've talked a bit about the the mental health aspects of yeah. this and how powerful the, the sense of uh, autonomy, mobility, that true mobility really brings a sense of empowerment to somebody. I can get where I want and need to go mm-hmm. when I want and need to get there. Is, uh, is, is incredibly empowering. Uh, and one of the things that that also really does is it reduces stress associated with you know being successful and getting things done Uh right Uh and uh, as human beings we are wired for kind of short bursts of anxiety to deal with stressors Mm -hmm. right is that a bear is it not a bear do i need to run or am i okay that those kinds of things anxiety spikes then it goes down right 
what we are not designed for is prolonged yeah. anxiety. Keeping it at a high level. Keeping it right. at a high level. And e- even just moderate, um, moderately elevated levels of anxiety and adrenaline can really cause long-term negative impacts to folks. Basically, yeah. it speeds up the aging process. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's, it's referred to as weathering. Uh, when somebody has to expend a lot of mental energy on how they're going to get everywhere, that raises the level of anxiety and the uh, the adrenaline and other chemicals in their body that can can result in increased blood pressure, increased diabetes rates, elevated cortisol levels. There are all of these sort of tangible aspects of health or health measures yep. that are negatively impacted by transportation That's uh, or lack of transportation. Yeah. So, Skinny, I want to direct this one at you. Uh-huh. What I'd like to get your thoughts on is this idea of, of private transportation allowing for uncommon hours and also... You know, one of the pushbacks sometimes I hear is, well, we got MATA, we've got public transportation, but sometimes if it's going to take somebody, you know, three hours to figure out how to get to their job, and if the boss says, hey, can you just stay an extra 30 minutes, right, which is going to be very helpful in their career path, like, how have you seen that shake out, and how important has that become for y'all? Well, think about this. Um, Someone who doesn't have reliable transportation, and the opportunities that they have, because you know, one of the things about it is, and what I'm glad about Memphis is that we are increasing the job market. We have a lot of jobs. Um, you can basically, within every neighborhood that you stay in, you could, within a five mile radius, find someone to work. Now, your opportunities really lie within your uh, your range of where you, yeah, you know. Right, sure. So, like, if I if I don't have transportation nine times out of ten. I'm going to work somewhere with, 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 along my bus route, right, or somewhere that I could walk to. Just the fact of having transportation allows you to have more opportunities to yeah. get outside of your neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, and that also works with the, the mental side of it too. Because now this you you I feel like you know the people who are walking or riding a bus they are settling with what they have access to. Yeah, that's an important word, settling, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And their transportation now, it offers more opportunity where now you can, you know, stretch your wings out a little bit more yeah. farther instead of just settling for what something is close. Yeah. Another example is I have a flyer who basically is homeless. She's at our old location on Cleveland. She was sleeping behind the building. Oh, wow. In our flower bed. Uh-huh. Um, she came through the program once we were over on the Summer Avenue location, and she was wondering if I recognize who she was. I wasn't working for them then, so I didn't know her, but she described me her stories. I was the one who used to stay and live behind that lot wow. in y'all's location. Now this woman within her riding, um, getting um, transportation, two months of her being on the road, had her somewhere to stay, now is the manager of a um, Topps barbecue out here in Barlett. That's crazy. Like just because she had the opportunity. Yeah. It makes you want to do better, you know. When I think about Pathways Out of Poverty, which has kind of become the calling card of Slingshot, right? Pathways Out of Poverty. This has got to be one of the, I'm going to just guess, top two or three things that are really, really important. Um, I'm hoping what we've conveyed to our listeners in this episode, uh, like all the other Slingshot episodes, is that creating those Pathways Out of Poverty is not only critical, it's doable, 
Um, and you can do it wisely and successfully, I think, by teaming with organizations like My City Rise, like what you guys are doing, or what, whatever area of impact that you're in and, um, and, and that you're passionate about. So a lot of our listeners may be passionate about education. Uh, and so, so the, the episode on, um, on trade school may be, uh, may really fire them up. Transportation is a big, big deal because it's touching everything. Um, and so I feel like there's opportunities for people to do it wisely. Uh, all the research in the world, though, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. Frankly, it doesn't matter if we're not helping the lady you just described. Um, and it doesn't all have to be that dramatic, right? Just sort of one at a time is kind of my mantra. But um, if if you guys could say just real concisely one thing you wanted people to take away from this today when we're talking about transportation, what would you say? That opportunities are possible. You just got to really want it. And there's and this actually um, programs out here that can help you. You don't have to do it by yourself. That's fantastic. And, and what I would say is that um, I would encourage people to think about individual-based transportation as, um, as, a, as a necessity, much like a cell phone has become mm-hmm. a necessity. It is part of what is necessary to successfully navigate this community. Um, given given the the geographic footprint and uh, the disparity between where lower income housing is with meaningful employment and food healthcare. and healthcare and yep. education, transportation, particularly an indiv- individual based transportation, is the key to connecting people with resources and opportunity. And we can do it one person at a time today. And I, I'm pumped that y'all have just brought in the community part of it because I think that's, in a big picture, super important. Fantastic, guys. Uh, to all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. We love your feedback, so please let us know what you thought about this episode as well as what you'd like to hear more of in the future. For more information, impact resources, or to purchase a copy of the book, Journey to Impact, visit edgillentine.com. That's E-D-G-I-L-L. E-N-T-I-N-E dot com. The book is also available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Target.com. For Ed Gillentine speaking inquiries or advertising opportunities, send us an email at ajourneytoimpact at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the Journey to Impact podcast team. Executive producer, Ed Gillentine. Produced and edited by Joey Woodruff. Special thanks to Stephen Chandler. Mm-hmm.